The three and one Bills are set to host the Steelers at home on Sunday, and rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett is making his first career start in Orchard Park, New York. The task at hand is obvious. Can the Bills defense take advantage of the rookie's inexperience? That and more coming right your way. This is the Friday Night Forecast. Yeah, it's been a long time coming to rep the East. Buffalo bad with a vengeance. We resurrected the team, man, we dangerous. Watch for these horns, they lacerate and cut. We don't play no game while we play this game. No, I play in us. You know what is about you made me want to shout. They said to take it now, we took another route. Deuces to the drought. Played through all the doubters, finger pointing and laughing. The ones that was talking that trash are the same ones. Circling wagons, we ain't having it. Dominate divisions ever since we put the L in it. Toxic competition out the stadium like Hammerfist. Stefan digs a grave and he pays respects to the cornerbacks that can't cover quickness. Then he catches it. In 1995 to 2020, break the streak. Kept the faith in every season for the team, cause I believe. Taught me no matter how many times you're down, do not accept defeat. Feel like number 17. You got me feeling like I'm just. Happy Friday, Bills Mafia, and welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Forecast here on the Cold Front Report. I am your host, Travis Blakesley. Thank you for tuning in. Before we get started, please go ahead, share, like, subscribe, so we can appease these algorithmic gods and so you can stay up to date with all things Bills. Remember, you can listen to the show and any other show in podcast form by searching for the Cold Front Report on your favorite audio app. Tonight, I'm joined by my co-host, Cody, but before we hear from him, let's begin with what happened while we were away. After, after a turbulent first half, the Bills scored 20 unanswered points to defeat the Ravens in a comeback fashion. Thanks to excellent clock management, Tyler Bass kicked a chip shot game winner as time expired, securing the victory for Buffalo. The defense tightened the screws in the second half, resulting in two interceptions from Jordan Poyer, who was also selected for the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. In other news, Jamison Crowder officially went to IR with a broken ankle. The Bills also released wide receiver Tavon Austin from the practice squad, along with, uh, and also they signed wide receiver Jakir Robertson, uh, defensive tackle Justin Zimmer, and cornerback Jordan Miller. No, not Jordan Mills, Jordan Miller to the practice squad. Um, Cody, let's discuss the week that was. What are your thoughts? Yeah, first off, I, the Jordan Jordan Miller, I, I got caught on that a couple times this week. I, I looked at it and I said, wow, we actually brought that player back. I don't even know if he's in the league anymore after going to Carolina. I don't know. Or am I mixing up Jordan Mills and then there's John Miller? Uh, uh, one's the guard, one's the tackle. Who would have a longer career, um, but I don't know. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if either of them were uh, – Watching on Sundays, like you yeah. and me. Yeah, they're fans now. Yeah, but exactly. All the best to them. Um, yeah, crazy game. Crazy game. Where do we start with that one? A um, couple of things that I liked, a couple of things I really didn't like. Uh, starting with the things I did not like. Obviously, that slow start was mortifying. Um, you know, you do that against uh, the Chiefs in a couple of weeks, and I, I don't think we come back. Now the weather played a little bit of part, I think, but um, you know, you gotta you gotta suck it up. You know, this is gonna be the northeast and, and going into winter. So those kind of things can't really happen. Um, and the other thing was the drop the drop passes by the wide receivers. I mean, that was I counted four. Um, I've heard other people count six that you know, a couple throws might have been a little bit too hard, a little too much velocity, but those are the couple of things I didn't like. Um, now moving into the things I liked, obviously. The number one was the coaching. I think uh, we've all kind of picked that Sean McDermott a little bit over the years. Now, there's no question that 
he's a leader of men. Um, he showed that in this league. He, he is a head coach. Some guys that just don't have that in them. He is that. He's definitely a leader. Um, but when it comes to clock management, uh, challenges, things like that, you know, he's come under some fire, and rightfully so. But this was a masterclass. I mean, the end, the way they finished that game was, you know, it brought a big smile to my face. It just, you know, I can't really recall another game where we kind of ended like that. I'm sure some people could. I don't know if you have one off the top of your head or think you want to. No, I was going to say it certainly has been a while. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, it was just nice to, nice to kind of put the dagger in and twist it and watch those Ravens players really flail around and start fighting each other. That was great. So um, that was the biggest takeaway. And then obviously the standout play from 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 Jordan Poyer, Matt Milano, Edmonds, and uh, uh, it's probably another player I had highlighted, Singletary, uh, you know, along with Josh Allen's running. But, yeah, crazy game, of, crazy finish, big dubs. It was one of those games where you're sitting in front of the television and you're just, just wiping your face right off your skull. <laughs> it was it was it was one of those games you know you're sitting there you're looking at it, it's like okay it, this is Tennessee in 2020 um uh the Colts in when it was raining Philly in 2020 I believe or 2019 when they came in and wiped the floor with us um it it certainly seemed like one of those games it was awesome to see them get that touchdown in the second half because you knew if they had a chance, they needed to score. Then um, you had to make a big stop, and it just—it was one of those things that proves the parity in the NFL, where people want to talk about momentum not being a real thing. But I, I don't know how you can argue with it. Uh, the Ravens came out; they got—they got easy opportunities. Uh, obviously, the turnover to begin the game, and then they marched down the field with ease. So it was it was looking like smooth sailing from them until we hold them to a field goal and then we start getting getting it done on offense. And you blink and uh the Bills are kicking the game winning field goal with three seconds left. I was going to send a text message, I think I brought it up in an earlier show. Um in Miami, should we kneel it? Should we when we were going in uh when McKenzie didn't uh when when Allen missed McKenzie that drive uh, on that fourth down. I was thinking pretty much in line with how McDermott was thinking about this game. But I, you know, it's like, you obviously want to score, but a lot of people bring up the idea where many teams have lost by scoring too early, you know, guys getting a little bit, I don't know. I don't know if you want to call it selfish or, or just, just not thinking not not having the awareness. Um, And clearly they were talking about it because it sounded like everyone was on the same page. And then to see four days later, uh, OA actually knocked that ball out. I don't know if you saw the video where it, it was coming out. Yeah, I saw I saw it move around. That was, you know, you, I didn't pick up on it in, in real time. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, real time. I did not see that at all. And then you look back and say, well, well, these things, you know, almost plays happen all game long. But holy shit, if that would have went, it wouldn't have been game over. They would have had the ball right there on the two. But, I mean, yeah. we might be totally singing a different Al- Al- song today. Uh, it's a game of inches. It certainly That's it. is. That's it. <laughs> because we, you know, not the same circumstances, but the Cam Cam Newton run comes comes to mind. Team driving, punch the ball out. I mean, they lost. We, you still have a shot, but still, I mean, yeah. Guess who we brought back this week from that play? Justin Zimmer. There you go. That was just ties Zimmer. right in. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that a couple – just thinking back to that Dolphins game. So we had the, the early turnover, you know, just so we had against the Dolphins, which set us back. You know, we put one foot in a hole to start the game. And then at the end of the, the, the second quarter here against the Ravens that Isaiah McKenzie touchdown, was that not the same play that we missed on to end the Dolphins game? I don't know. It may, may be me. I mean, I'd, I'd have to go back and see if the blocking scheme is the same, but essentially it looked that easy, you know, and it was just there for the taking it. Listen, it's hindsight's 50 50. I'm not going to go back to the Dolphins game. It's just, we're that close to being 4 0, and it, you know, sucks. What are you going to do? What are you <laughs> yeah, gonna what do? are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, other than that, um, yeah, great win. I never bought into the not being able to, to win close games. I thought that was kind of an anomaly. But I think that can go to bed now. And I think when you look back at successful seasons, you see you see a little bit of everything. Obviously, the Bills are good at blowing teams out. Um, does that mean they're going to win every game? No, because you know they, they clearly had the propensity to losing some of those close games. But you, you have a game that galvanizes the team in a loss. Obviously, there's no uh, moral victories. You have your blowouts. You have these close ones against a an AFC, I mean, they're obviously not a rival in our division, but with the Lamar Jackson effect and Josh Allen being picked at the same time, they, they have that rivalry, rivalry. They have that history. Baltimore is always going to be a top team in AFC. So you, you pick up a win here like that. I think, you know, you're just kind of putting notches on your belt um, on your way to the postseason. So it, it was – it definitely uh, made Monday and the rest of the week much better because if they just laid an egg – it would have been rough. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you get into the injury report? We'll get uh, we'll turn the page. We'll get into next week. Well, this is just getting worse as we go. <laughs> I mean, we got 17 guys on the injury report today. Um, I got the, uh, the Steelers open right now, so let me just read off that real quick. So the only player they have ruled out is uh, Akella Witherspoon uh, with a hamstring injury. He's declared out. Uh, starting cornerbacks. So. That's, that's their like CB one, right? That's CB one, yeah. Yeah. So you'll you'll see probably a little bit more of uh, James Pierre. I think is back up there, and then Levi Wallace. He's he uh, he's their third corner. So one of those two guys, I'm sure, will fill in. Now they're kind of similar to the Bills. They're they're these guys are available and they will play, but their secondary has been banged up. Obviously, we know about Minka Fitzpatrick and what a great player he is. He was out against the Jets. He'll be back this week. Um, so he will play. And then uh, Terrell Edmonds had a concussion. He's kind of going down to the wire. He's going to be similar to an Isaiah McKenzie. I think we won't know until Sunday morning. He practiced limited, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So these guys, that was as questionable. Him and Cam Sutton. Cam Sutton is the other the other corner. Um, but I'm told, I'm told. Nobody called me and said this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, reading it it says that he told the team's website that he will be playing. So, All right, so you got half a Gabe Davis, half a Sutton. Yeah. Cancel yeah. each other out. And just to round it off, you got Deontay Johnson with a hip, Mason Cole with a foot, um, Chris Wormley, and Cam Hayward. Those guys are all listed as will play, so I'm assuming they will play. So moving on to the Bills. Let's get this dictionary out here, or this freaking phone booth. So let's start out in installments. I mean, this is getting a little old fast. Um, 
let's start with the guys that are now playing. McDermott already called these guys out. Christian Benford, we know, with the broken hand. Jameson Crowder with the broken ankle. Somehow he has not found his way to IR yet, so I, I guess I, they're waiting. They did mention it. I don't know if it was official, but I think they're just waiting to roll, you know, bring the bring the time down for the Ravens to plan for whoever they bring up. The Ravens, huh? Okay. Oh, sorry. Not the <laughs> I'm just busting chops. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? I mean, if it's not Khalil Shakir. Well, I, I still think you're going to get a Isaiah Hodgins. I mean. You're oh, right. I, I mean, for a life, for a life there, Isaiah Hodgins can't get open. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is you got three healthy receivers on the roster right now. You're right. going to have to bring somebody up. Tavon Austin <laughs> said his bit his bit and left. Uh, so, I don't know. Well, I guess you could rule out that he was coming up to the active roster. He probably – they told him no, and that was it for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, team Crowder, whatever. Can't catch a football. He went to Duke. Pass. Let's see Shakir. I'm ready. Uh, moving on, Jake Kumaro, Jordan Poyer. Jordan Poyer, again, now it's ribs. He will not play, and that one hurts. You know, you saw, obviously, what what he means to this team. He was huge. You know, we debated last week who was the bigger impact player not being in or being able to play, Mitch Morse or uh, Jordan Poyer. You know, hard to quantify a, a sender, but Jordan Poyer certainly proved his worth and was a game changer. So Agreed. not having him against a, a rookie quarterback that can easily make mistakes against this disguised secondary hurts us. So those are guys that will be out. Uh, moving on to questionable. Another big question mark here that I didn't really see coming is Tremaine Edmonds. He has not practiced all week with a hamstring injury. Um, he has not been ruled out. So they'll see how that's going on Sunday. Isaiah McKenzie with the concussion. And then the two tackles, Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips, they're on limited practice. So it's good to see that, uh, you know, these guys are making progress. But right now, we do not know if they're going to be playing. Um, we could really use them back. And then the guys that are listed on the injury report but will play, Cam Lewis with a forearm and a knee. Gabe Davis with an ankle. But he did – this is the first week, I, I believe, in three weeks that he practiced every day, full practice. So. Yeah. Um, and video that I did see, so it looked like he looked a little bit better, looked a little bit more fluid running. So hopefully um, he's back to being Gabe Davis because I'm done watching this hobbled Gabe Davis. And then Mitch Morse with the elbow and uh, Justin Murray, offensive lineman, the guy we picked up last week with a foot. A couple guys got rest days, but I'm not even going to mention them. They were They're going to be playing. It's turning into an infirmary over here. Yeah, we need that bye week. Yeah. Um, all right. So we can either go to our X's and O's or we can do our quarterly review. And I, I, I just realized it's kind of out of order. It's up to you. What do you want to do? Oh, why don't, why don't we do the quarterly review? This way we can kind of just get into the Steelers game after then and we just go and forth with the Steelers game. All right. So I believe we both had them at three and one, right? Or were, we, were either of us at four and oh? Uh, no, I had them at three and one. I think we both yeah. took the uh, Ravens, right? Yeah, we both took the Ravens. I did the little switcheroo last week. Mm -hmm. but All right, so what's the biggest surprise uh, for you uh, the first quarter or so of the season? The biggest surprise for me has just been the the, the play of the young secondary. It, re it really doesn't feel like we've skipped a beat or you know lost a step there at all. 
Um, whether it's been Benford when he was in or Kair Elam, who for whatever reason, quarterbacks are not throwing at. And then just the the, the carousel at safety position where is it Jaquan Johnson or uh, DeMar Hamlin? Is it Jordan Poyer? Hides out. Uh, these guys, Taron Johnson's play has been superb, um, especially this past week. We can talk about him upcoming. Um, but really, I thought there'd be a little bit more growing pains there, and really there hasn't been. So for me, it's that young secondary. I mean, that's the obvious choice for me as well. But, you know, for the sake of for argument, I'm going to go with the, the run-stopping ability of the front seven. Um, obviously, this is a, a two linebacker scheme. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be in the nickel all the time. You know, literally all the time th- this yeah. year. Um, so for the team to have the injuries that they had up front, I mean, Ed Oliver out midway through the first game of the season. Jordan Phillips pulls up lame the next week. Uh, settle in and out. I mean, the only the only guys who have been there. On the interior is going to be you, you know your Daquan um, Jones. Jones, yeah Jones, okay. yeah. <laughs> the, the dude Daquan Jays. I'm 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 prone to uh, mi- to mixing them up on the air, um, but he's really been the guy who's solidified that in my opinion. And I know we saw a lot of it in the off season. I know the expectations were for it to get better with these signings. But the proof is in the pudding when they come and play. And, and this is our third go around at shaking up that defensive line. And it seemed to really work. Um, we've, we, we've gone up against quality running backs, quality offensive line for the most part. And they really don't have anything to show for it. And it would be one thing if you're blowing out teams left and right. But we had two blowouts and then two close games. And the result was pretty much the same. I mean, Baltimore, yeah, they got over 100 yards. But... That was their offense, uh, and you're talking about one of the most electric uh, running quarterbacks in the league. Uh, J.K. Dobbins coming off an injury, but it was still the, the. You know how worried I was about the the field conditions playing into the Ravens' hands for that run game, and they didn't capitalize on it. I think the Bills were putting them in positions to throw the ball. So they kind of, whether or not they're straight up stopping the run or they're, they're getting teams to kind of do, uh, you know, fight left-handed, so to speak. I really, I really am impressed that not only did they talk the talk with the defensive line stopping the run, um, they walk the walk. And the one thing that I can't leave out is the lack of missed tackles has been phenomenal. That should have really been my, my point. They, this team is notorious under Sean McDermott for being in the upper, I don't know, quarter of the league in uh, missed tackles year in and year out. And this year they've been solid. I mean, Milano has always been good, but there's some times where he's biting around the ankles and misses a tackle. Edmonds has been crucified by fans um, for his you know lack of physical plays. But both of them have been on fire, and uh, I think the D line, you know, it's really the only only thing outside of just getting better. And you know, they they're both young and they're both um, still growing. But you know, Edmonds is what twenty four. Yeah. But still, the the biggest variable is the guys in front of them. So I'm going to go with uh, the, the the run defense. Uh, moving on to uh, your biggest question mark. Yeah, I think right now it's the ability to run the football when you need to run the football. They still have not proven that, you know, when push comes to shove, 
if we get a snow game or, you know, some crazy wind game like we did against New England, that they can fall back and and rely on the run game. I, you know, I, I don't think they're incapable, but they have not shown it. There is no commitment to it. Um, I like the play of Singletary. He's probably the only one that I like to watch at this point. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But I, I still, if there was a question mark in my mind, that's the question mark. Yeah, I, I'm trying to go through my head and find other scenarios, but it, it has to be the run game. Obviously, this is a pass-first team. When you have a quarterback like Josh Allen, that's what it's going to be. I don't like the excuse of the short passing game is the extension of the run. It may be in a dome. It may be in September, but... Like you said, you get another game against the Patriots with 40-mile-an-hour wind. That's not going to cut it. You're going to have to run the ball. When you're trying to bleed out the clock and you're up, I don't know, say nine points, you know, a possession, a possession and a half, you're going to have to take time off the clock. And I don't care how good your quarterback is, putting the ball through the air is infinitely more dangerous than handing it off to a running back. So there's really no other avenue. I think the Bills covered up all their bases, um, you know, maybe, maybe the offensive line, but really that's an extension of, of, of the lack of running. You know, that's the other part. Um, so to me, I, I'm right there with you. Yeah. And it, just to touch on it a little bit more, I think that, you know, going forward the, you know, Ryan Bates in and out of the lineup with the concussion and, well, he didn't really miss time, but you know, he went out of the Dolphins game. You know, Spencer Brown not really having a preseason. He looks like he's kind of – I don't know if I'd so go as far as saying he's taking a step back, but he doesn't really – he hasn't progressed yet. And, uh, you know, Morris is kind of hampered a little bit. I mean, he's been a solid player. You know, I have no problems with his performance. But I think that, you know, moving forward, there there will be a little bit time to to grow. I think they will get better. And, you know, I don't don't want to – repetitively use the term time on task but like we've said you know they, they're not really asked to run the football so i i mean I, we're going to come down to the scenario or the circumstance or or, or a, a day where that's all we need to do and and you know how confident are we that we can do that yeah the the game the game the outcome of the game may require you to run the football and it's it's an old, it's a cliche that's beat to death, you know, playoff football, you got to be able to run, you know, you got to play defense and there, there's merit to it. Um, even if you get up by a bunch, you, you, how many, how many games did we see that completely should, you know, that should have been way out of hand in 2020 that our defense allowed teams to get back in it. And maybe if you take a couple extra minutes off the clock, you don't score so quickly, which, you know, in all fairness, it's like we're we're we are the antithesis of last year as far as offense in regards to the possessions and time of possession. We're, we're yeah. we are dinking and dunking down the field. We're taking what the defense given us gives us, which you know it's a double edged sword. I, I think it's a chicken or the egg. It, what's what you know? You're giving them less possessions. You're you're giving yourself less possessions to score. So it, it'll be interesting. But it's definitely something that if you want to be a complete team, you have to run the ball. Absolutely. All right. So lastly, uh, let's give it um, give it a grade, uh, a, a through F. I'm gonna go. I'll go A minus. Um, 
I think you know I don't even hold, I don't even really look at the Dolphins game as kind of like a a step back or or a bad grade there. I think the circumstances and 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 we've gone into that before. I'm not going to go into it, but you know when you have that many guys that are in and out of the lineup or injured, and you're you're fighting temperatures on the field and guys are suffering from heat sickness. I, I think the guys battled through. I think that performance probably went into the beginning of the Ravens game a little bit. Um, they look sluggish. So I'm going to give them a pass for that. I, I think the minus is really for the run game. So A minus. Yeah, I'll go. I was going to go B plus. Um, but I mean, it's pretty much for the same reasons you laid out. I will give, I will count the Dolphins game a little bit more towards them because they had all those opportunities to win. Um, and just, I, I, you know, it's hard for me to, to kind of turn a blind eye, not saying you are, but to turn a blind eye to the lack of, of, um, it wasn't, it wasn't the skill. Uh, it wasn't that Miami was better. Just, we weren't able to, or the bills weren't able to really capitalize on the opportunities they had. And, you know, that's why I'll go B plus. Um, but I think three and one is is definitely you, you go three and one and then obviously the last part of the season has that extra game but you're you're looking at a uh, potential first round bye with with only four losses on your resume so if the Bills can keep it up it'll it'll and, and the, the the I feel like this the schedule softens up a little bit as we go too absolutely after the bye it's uh, definitely a different game yeah. Um, all right, let's get into the X's and O's. So we will start with the Bills offense versus uh, Pittsburgh's defense. What do you got? All right. You know, today I, went, I actually went back and I watched the All-22 for the Steelers versus the Jets just to kind of get a, a little better taste of uh, what the Steelers are doing. So now, we, you know, we always just Steelers is a 3-4 defense, but they really – they were a little bit more um, – fluid than I would think they did some six man fronts. They did some four threes uh, and they played a lot of nickel. And I, I, I didn't really, you know, I don't think of the traditional Pittsburgh like that. Um, you know, they got a couple inside linebackers that, that people know well with, with uh, Devin Bush and miles Jack coming over from Jacksonville. So, um, you know, there's some skill there. Devin Bush, I don't really think has been the same player since, you know, before he got that ACL tear. I, I don't even think he's even come close to living up. I mean, they drafted him to be a three three down backer, and he's off the field in half of the nickel situations. Yeah, I think he's, you know, you hate to see a guy that's only in his, I don't know what it is, fifth season, fourth season? Maybe not even, 19, 2019, so. Third. You know, yeah, so I think, you know, Miles Jack has kind of become more of that three down linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um but even Miles Jack, you know what what I what I noticed with him is he has a real tough time getting off blocks. So he's either kind of a hit or miss guy, um, good in pass coverage, but uh, you know didn't didn't do too well when they were in zone. Um, was manipulated pretty easily, and then they get swallowed up a little bit. Now the problem with the Steelers now is their front four just isn't isn't the same. Cam Hayward's battling some injuries. You don't have arguably the best defensive player in football outside of uh, the guy over in L.A. and T.J. Watt, and everyone's kind of trying to pick up the slack. You know, Highsmith is, is I think, tied for the lead in sacks if he's not second with five and a half. 
and he's a straight, you know, he's a good player. Um, but I think the Steelers have three sacks in the last three games. He has all three. So there's just- an interesting stat when um, I believe when Watt isn't in the lineup, they blitz 50% more times than without. So it's clear that they're not able to generate that pressure yeah. without him. It, they're not getting pressure with a four-man rush. So, you know, they're, they're, they're doing disguise blitzes. They're sending the linebackers. You know, they have, like, with Highsmith, they do some stunts, quite a bit of stunts. Um, and I thought that, you know, watching the linebackers, and, and, and you know the players, and I just named them, I thought the linebackers were a bit slow. Um, and then I'm looking at the names, and Miles Jack and Dip, I mean – I just it it didn't really come up on tape. I thought that they would look better on tape. Um, they had some splash plays. That, you know, the the, the Jets would are, were pretty obvious what they were going to do. They would go jumbo and then run, and then they they were you know they'd run outside, and that's where they had some success outside. It seemed like the Steelers kind of uh, they struggle a little bit with the outside contain, and then the secondary just isn't good enough when you don't have a pass rush. You know, obviously they didn't have Minka Fitzpatrick, so I'm looking at at this one game sample size. But it just doesn't seem like you know if you have the Bills, we've had some issues in the secondary, but the the pass rush has been consistent. Whether that's Greg Rousseau, Von Miller coming from the inside, you know, uh, time blitzes with the linebackers, it's been there. The Steelers are really having to try to manufacture pressure, and the secondary has not held up. And I, I it seemed like the the Jets had their pick. Um, over the middle of the field. So just given some, you know, the, the one player that I kind of, I wish was playing this game would be, again, I think I said it last week, would be Dawson Knox because it seemed like the whole middle of the field was open. Um, but, you know, the problem with them as far as their defensive line as well is just looking at my notes here is how bad they are against the run. And that's coming from last year as well. So, you know, if if they if they're in if the Bills show run and those linebackers have to come up, you hit them with play action or uh if they those guys come on not, uh Highsmith, he's coming around the edge, that's going to leave lanes open for Josh Allen to sneak around the outside. So, I think that's kind of the way you attack this here. You spread them out, use a lot of different looks, you hit them with play action and try to run the football a little bit. Let's try to run the football. Yeah, I, that's. I mean, I I made a vow to stop saying that because it's pretty pretty obvious. You know, last week it seemed like it was the opportunity. Uh, Miami was another one. They came in. It was a two game sample size, but teams were able to run. Turns out they're a little better than we we thought up front. Yeah. But let's be honest. This game's gonna come down to the Bills playing solid defense and uh, on the offensive side, Josh Allen doing what he does. We're gonna have to lean on him again. Uh, you only got a handful of offensive weapons who are fully healthy. Uh, you have some unproven guys and guys who are going to be put in situations where they're going to have to step up and make plays. And I, I don't have a doubt that guys like Morris, uh, Gilliam, uh, hopefully if we see uh, a he- heavy dose of uh, Shakir, maybe we can get a screen game going. Um, that was a, Welcome sight to see two yeah. successful screens last week. We, and it's it's been a while, uh, but the the Bills 
they, listen, they, they've they've run fifty over fifty percent of their offensive plays in the other side of, or the opponent side of the field. Uh, that's best in the NFL. And then conversely, the Steelers have allowed the opponents to run fifty two percent of theirs in in their own territory, which is tied for the worst. So it seems like every one of these matchups, there's always something to exploit. So the Bills are good at getting to the other side of the fifty. Let's see if they can punch the ball in and finish the drives. And whether that's by air, by ground, I mean, it really, it really comes down to Josh Allen. Because let's be let's be real. If it's coming from the ground, it's probably him too. Yeah, I think most people would probably say, "I don't give a shit how you get it done." Right? As long as you put the ball in the end zone, and and that is true for the most part. I really. If I'm watching a game and these guys are going right down the field and they're just dinking and dunking and they go and put in the end zone every time, I'm not going to be sitting there screaming at the, why didn't you run it? Why didn't you run it? But, you know, we looked at last week, you know, you put up, what did we put up? Was it 20, 23 points last week? Yeah. It wasn't the Ravens were dead last in defense. You know, like close to it. Yeah. If they weren't dead last, they're up there. At some point, these are these teams. You look at it, it's Pittsburgh, it's Ravens, the, the teams that you know as being good and you hi, you hold them to a high standard. But right now, these defenses are not good. No. These are not good. So you should be scoring points. If you can't run against a team like this or Baltimore, who the hell can you run against? Yeah, I mean, the Bills are 10-1 and one when rushing for 120 yards or more since the uh, beginning of last year. The Steelers have allowed 144 in the same time as same time span, which is second worst in the NFL. It's inviting you to do it. You just got to do it. And and to your point, and Deion Dawkins actually mentioned it in an interview. He's like, "We can't run because we don't run." Yeah. You know, is that li- you could take it literally? Like, well, yeah, obviously you're not going to rack up the rushing yards if you're not doing it, but also you're not giving these guys opportunities to get better. Um, right, I'm not sure, asked to do it. Yeah. But I'm sure like the time on task against the guy who's in front of you, uh, it's not a blocking dummy. It's not the guy you blocked last week. It's it's they're totally different skill sets, different players. So you got to actually have some run with it. And to me, if the bills can get up early, they can really go to work. Um, that's why a lot, I, I like when they get up early because you're able to work on things that you're not necessarily, using to win a game and you're also putting stuff on t- on film uh as tendency breakers and whatnot which is really what we need to do right now teams do not buy that we're going to run the football you know we have to at least make it seem like we're going to run the football or you know they're they're just gonna play the pass i mean i don't know all right well let's let's flip it um let's go with the steelers offense versus the bills defense all right, so I just I wrote some plays down going through that all twenty-two, and this is with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. Who I really watching the game, I didn't think he was that bad. Um, some bad decision making. I'd say there was probably three or four passes where you go, "What the hell are you doing?" Just throwing it up in the air between four guys, but the guy can throw the ball, and he put some. He put a couple balls on on guys' hands. Deontay Johnson in particular. Right through the hands. It looked like kind of the, the first half of the Bills game. So, you know, I think he's kind of a little bit of a scapegoat, and maybe I have a little warm spot in my heart for him because well, he put on a Bills uniform. We want him to do well, but I, I don't yeah. think – I think there's validity in what you're saying. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of 
talk uh, in Pittsburgh about Matt Canada and players not being happy. And so I just broke down their their first their first drive. So play number one, I'll go through this quickly. There's seven of them, seven play drive. Play number one, 11 personnel, tight end cracks back, leads a running back, B-gap, went for like four yards. Second play, bunches right, single back, play action, roll out, short pass. Uh, third play, bunches right, uh, the fullback motions to the backfield, toss sweep right. Fourth play, 11 personnel, play action, deep pass, incomplete, uh, tight end motion across and then fifth play, run, sixth play, pay action, seventh, end around. So it literally goes run, pass, run, pass, run, pass. There's no deviation here. It, the couple things that I wrote down at the top of my headlines and my notes, remedial and generic. I mean, there's no – It's Matt Canada. It, it, I mean, this is really – I felt like I was watching, I don't know, FCS or something. It, it really didn't, you know, they use bunches. They use a lot of two tight end sets. And, you know, they have Fryermuth, stud of a player. Um, and then the, the secondary, the second tight end, the name's eluding me, played a lot of snaps too. Gentry. Um, so they would line them up on the same side. Gentry obviously would, uh, stays behind and, and, and blocks. And then Fryermuth would usually go out for a dummy pass after chipping. Um, and then Claypool, I mean, what happened to this guy? This is the laziest root runner I might I've seen in a while. This guy doesn't look like he cares at all. Yeah, if it's well, a run play, about celebrating when they need to uh, spike the ball to stop the clock. Yeah, couple things I'd like to say about him, but whatever. Um, and then you look at the wideouts. There's plenty of plenty of talent, talent there. everywhere. Yeah, I mean, between Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool, whatever, and then George Pickens. George Pickens is the one that you know you can. If you don't know who George Pickens is, put on YouTube and uh, go go take a look at some of the catches this guy makes. Um, but yeah, and then Najee Harris obviously runs up in the backfield, so I, I expect to see plenty of Najee Harris. I mean, as, as far as you know, the matchup is concerned, we know what the Bills are going to do. They're going to stay in nickel. Um, we don't do any, we don't deviate too much. We're going to just going to try to confuse Pickett um, in coverages. You know, you'll see Daquan Johnson and Hamlin out there. And I think we're just going to play our game. I don't, I don't really see a big, you know, it, it, we're not playing a, a top tier offense here. I, I, it's like I said, remedial and generic. So other than that, you know, a couple of things that the, 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 the wide receivers that I saw digs crosses, and and outs. I mean, the, the root tree here isn't very. I'm telling you, it's stick to your basics here, and I, I don't see them doing anything. It's uh, Turk Schoner esque. Oh God! <laughs> it's so. My thoughts on the Steelers' offense: they have a bad offensive coordinator who's never been good, no matter where he's gone. He's he's been there for a cup of coffee and then off to another program. They have. One of this is going to sound a little hyperbolic, but one of the worst first round picks, in my opinion, in a while in Najee Harris. It just it, it seems like they took him because they're like, oh, this guy looks like he'd be a stealer. And then, you know, they took he has no explosion. He never did. He never, you know, at Alabama, if you're not ripping off 40, 50, 60 yard runs on the regular, I'm sorry, you don't have it. You, you're a Trent Richardson incarnate. He runs harder than Trent Richardson. I'll give him that. But if he doesn't have a hole to run through, 
he he's a three yards in a cloud of dust. They yeah. have a terrible offensive line for run blocking. They're not yeah. good at running the ball. And that, again, the trope, the Steelers, they like to run the ball, right? They're hard nosed. They're not. They're not at all. And their offense doesn't. Their offense. They have guys who can stretch the field, but it seems like they're running those those the routes that you the route tree that you alluded to. And then when they go deep. Deontay Johnson's good for a drop a game, at least, you know, one yeah. right in his head. He'll make one ridiculous catch and then drop an easy one. Um, so, you know, may, maybe Pickett's that shot. We, you know, we haven't even talked about him. He may, he might be the difference in the game uh, for them, but I just don't, when you're handicapped, like because of all the reasons I just laid out and you're going against a team that has, I think they've allowed like two and a half yards per pass attempt. I mean, they're they're well on. Like, obviously, they're probably not going to stay that good, but that's like all NFL all time <laughs> record yeah. right there. So, you know, and the Bills have proven to, even though they have the injuries, they're still able to keep up these numbers. So, it's um, yeah, Pickett seems like a cool guy. He's a talk of the town right now. He's that you know, he's got the moxie. Uh, everyone's talking about his answers, yeah, how Quentin Williams was on top of top of him as he let go of that ball. Great. But he's going to be in for, you know, even the Josh Allens and the Mahomes, they they ran into a brick wall uh in their rookie season. So it's um it's it, it doesn't look good for the Steelers, but then again, you know, they they play the game and uh you know, we're just going to have to see it. I mean, the Steelers they they They've thrown for 783 passing yards in four games. Um, that's under 200 yards per game. You want to say it's Mitch Trubisky. You want to say we're going to find out exactly who to p- place the blame on in the next five to six weeks with that sample size. Um, so, I mean, but with, with with when you're throwing under 200 yards passing and then you're going against the Bills who allowed just over 150, it's just not a recipe for success. If you're playing from behind, good luck. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you've heard of Matt Canada has come out and said that the quarterbacks in his system right now do not have the ability to call audibles. Well, you know, you're playing, I don't know, 1980s football. I mean, Matt Canada, who who do you have naked photos of? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kenny Pickett, he wasn't very good at, at diagnosing defenses in, in, in college at Pitt and, uh, you know, Sean McDermott and, and Leslie Frazier and, and, and Butler and those guys and what they do in the secondary, this really isn't a good matchup for him. So I don't ever root for any of these guys that come into the league and really, you know, suck it up. But I just don't think it's a, it's a really tough position to put him in. It's and they have a, and they have a bum, they they have a bum <laughs> at left tackle. Yeah. It, it's so hopefully he doesn't get hurt. The one thing that's tangible is how. McDermott and Leslie Frazier make good quarterbacks look average and they make bad quarterbacks look terrible and they make rookie quarterbacks look like rookie quarterbacks. So, Hey, maybe, you know, a broken clocks yeah. right twice a day. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, but you got anything left on this game that you want to add? No, no, let's move on. The, uh, let's see. Do I have any other notes here? No, I'll, I'll save that one. Oh, interesting. The Steelers have uh, only faced a blitz on 6% of the time this season, um, which is less, more than half of what the average team does. So it's interesting. Uh, you know, you think they try to get after Mitch, who doesn't necessarily see the field well. Um, you got to think they're, they're going to be bringing more heat than, than what we've seen in the last four games 
um, against a rookie quarterback, but we'll see. All right, we'll move on to our three questions. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. He who answers the five questions. Three questions. Three questions. Play cross in safety. What if you get a question wrong? Then you are cast into the gorge of eternal peril. Oh, wacko. Who's going to answer the questions? All right, Cody, you're going to answer the questions. Question number one, in a perfect world, what do the Bills coaches expect from this run game? I know we touched on it, but on, in in your your thoughts, what do you think they are expecting? As I said before, I, I believe that the you have to make opposing teams at least feel like you you may run the football. You know, if if you never do it, teams are not going to suspect you are going to do it. That takes away from play action that shrinks your playbook. So I think you have to, and we've discussed it before. It's not a 50, 50. We're not looking for a balance in that. You somewhere around 60, 40, maybe 65, 35. Um, but just show that you can do it, and, you know, and show that you, when you have to do it, that you are able to do it. Yeah. Great way to answer that. I think all they're looking for is when they need the two yards, we need to get it. Uh, we yeah. need to get that first down to extend the drive in a four-minute offense. That's what we need. All right, question number two. The Bills have not drawn any flags for offensive holding this season. Why is that? I think there's two reasons there. Um, probably the first one is Allen is getting the ball out quicker. Um, the depth of the roots isn't as deep as last year. And I don't know what the the actual timing of, you know, from snap to, to release is, but it's I'm assuming somewhere around 2.6. I didn't look that it's up. It's even lower than that, but it's, it's even lower than that. I think it's it's a lot. It's almost it's like it's definitely as we spoke before. You know, we're playing a, a shorter passing game, so the ball's coming out quicker. So that you know they don't have to do their job as long. And then you know you did bring in a tactician and Aaron Cromer on the offensive line. So you know maybe these guys effect <laughs> the Cromer effect. Yeah. So you know I'm assuming these guys are are, are being coached up a little bit better and. You know, there's more talent there. Saffold is a is a better talent than what we had before. Um, Spencer Brown, another year in the in, in the NFL, and so you know you learn. Yeah, I would love to agree, but I really just think it's just, just the referees don't give a shit. <laughs> I think that's fine. That's not. I don't think that that's on their radar this year. This year, it's the incidental contact and the uh, the holding on the the, the D backs. I mean, Actually, it's just, just as shitty game. as last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Bills fans, of course, they're going to clamor when they see holding. But that one on, who was it, Dane Jackson, on, on one of those big, big plays in the first quarter, it was so egregious. I mean, he had him up under his – and you just, all I see is Dane Jackson's arm up in the air as he's running around the right tackle. Yeah. Oh, and and another one. How about Shaq Lawson on the, on the Lamar oh, Jackson? Yeah. Shaq Lawson. Shout out to Shaq Lawson. Good game. I, I shouted out him before going into that game because he's always played Lamar well. Um, yes. Yeah, great game. The Bills know how to play Lamar. They do. They uh, If there's a script on him, they have it. Yep. Question number three, who is the most important? Oh, that's not right. That was from last week. All right, I'm going to have to read this one. Uh, what defensive linemen are, are we <laughs> talking about Monday morning? Oh, well, I mentioned that the left tackle is – hot garbage so i imagine you would think that von miller would have a big game but i i 
I do believe that they're going to put a tight end. They'll probably keep Gentry over there the entire game, chipping him. Greg Russo. Yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up with more sacks. You know, if the he's Von Miller turn, effect. Yeah, if he's able to turn the corner and teams are leaving him one on ones, it's going to be. Uh, he, he he's looking like that. I think prior the year prior when he played, he was graded out to be a top ten or future top ten pick. He he's starting to show it. He's showing us the baby. Mm-hmm. All right, um, let's wrap this up. Let's get a score prediction, Cody. Bills thirty eight, Steelers thirteen. Thirty eight, thirteen. Chris gonna... Barber boys. <laughs> Um, all right, I will go 34 to 17 Bills. I should I should pick the Steelers, but I can't. 34. So <laughs> we're both taking the over on the 14 points. Yeah, I mean, I get the reason why people are saying it's such a large number, but is it really that out of the ordinary for the Bills to win by two touchdowns? No, I guess a rookie quarterback in Buffalo, even if it's 21 to 7, is that crazy? Or 20, you know, 22 7. It's not I mean, that crazy of a number. That, to me, the only thing that's closing that gap is just garbage time score at the end. But we, we've held teams to, uh, to, to not score. I mean, what are they? One touchdown in the second half? I like it. Yeah, I, I think the Steelers have the ability to, to, I don't love their defense, but I think they can give us some fits someplace. I just don't see their offense being able to do much. No. All right, last word, Cody. It's yours. Oh, you made me big, and I, I didn't even think of anything to say. Uh, last word. Um, yeah, let's not start slow again. You know, it, in the turnovers and the slow start is what almost put us in the hole last week. Again, you are playing an inferior team. Let's put them away early, get that running game going, and uh, see if we can get some some work out of uh, James Cook. And if we don't see it out of James Cook this week, um, I'm done with it. I'm ready to see some Duke Johnson. Man, you just stole my fire. Yeah, I was going to say free Duke Johnson and then, <laughs> and then mic drop. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. I would like to see – Zach Moss. Um, I you don't do? know. I would no, 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 no. I, I'm just. I'm thinking about what I'm about to say about it. But I wouldn't. I would be fine if they cut him and tried to get him on the practice squad. And if you lose him, so be it. You got to let Duke Johnson do something. He, he's proven, proven back in the league. Gives you a little something different. Other than that, I mean, just go go out there, play some Bills football. Um, stay healthy, cause. Uh, we're at our annual annual Chiefs Chiefs event next week. Um, mm. Should be a big game. But other than that, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, as always, go Bills. Go Bills. You got me feeling like I'm Josh Allen. Yeah. What? You got me feeling like I'm Josh. Okay. 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 You got me feeling like I'm Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh. Oh, Josh. Yeah, Josh Allen.